Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are continuing our Advent reading plan with Luke 2, 1 through 7. And all month long, we are having young adults on the podcast kind of taking over, if you will. But if you are just now jumping in to join the journey this Advent season, please know it's it's for anybody. You don't have to be a young adult to listen. And we will be continuing reading the Bible together in January 2024, kicking off the year with the book of Proverbs, just one book a day, Monday through Friday. I'm sorry, one chapter a day. Well, one book. That would, <laughs> that, would, that, would be a lot. And here with me today, you heard him laugh at me. It's Will McElroy. What's up, guys? Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you did. You said it right. Thanks for having me on here. Hey, I'm glad you're here, Will. For those, you've been here before. You've interviewed some high school students. You've done some takeovers. But now you're just here as a watermark young adult, a normal guy. Come on. And I think the people would love to hear what God's done in your life. Yeah. So let me uh, just spend two minutes here telling you my story. So I grew up in Weatherford, Texas, which is about an hour west of Watermark here. And it's a a smaller town, a little older town. I grew up with two great parents, and we went to this Methodist church where I tell people I was— uh, probably the one of two kids that were under the age of 50 uh, there. It was me and my sister. And I, that's a, I'm being nice. extreme there, but, but there it, was, that's what it felt like. Youth group was me and my sister on Sunday mornings, pretty much. And I had loving, great parents. They were pretty strict. And just growing up in this older denomination at this mm-hmm. older church, church was never fun to me. Um, and so when I grew, went to college and got away from my strict parents, I was like, I want to have what is fun, you know? And so that ended up looking like I went to UT Tyler. So I went to East Texas and went to go run track and cross country there and just set my hope in the world of just uh, girlfriend partying, uh, wanted to be the fastest guy on the team, the most liked Mm -hmm. guy. And long story short, things just began to fall apart. I began failing some classes. Mm -hmm. I got injured. Uh, My girlfriend, I found out that she had another boyfriend. It wasn't Uh, wasn't that deep looking back. I was like, we were dating for two weeks. But at the time, 18-year-old world was, it felt big. I was I was, uh, man, failing, injured, and heartbroken at the time and was just devastated. And then one day, uh, this is super random, but it's it's Lord's providence. I was, again, just uh, injured, failing, heartbroken. I was walking across campus, and there was this guy who was, it was a rainy day. There was no one really out, but there was just one guy out who he was holding a, like, a poster board sign that you would use for a school project in mm. fifth grade, and it just said, need prayer, question mark. And I was planning to walk right by him. I hadn't gone to church, hadn't thought about God that whole freshman year, but he stopped me in my tracks and was like, hey, can I pray for you? And uh, I shared with him everything that had been going on. He prayed for me and mm. told me to go uh, read the story of the prodigal son uh, when I got back to my dorm, and I did. And in that moment, I was like, man, I I felt like the prodigal son of someone who grew up with with good godly teaching with great parents and then I kind of wasted it those first few months of college and then I just felt I read the story of Prodigal Son and realized God was inviting me back and he did and uh, then got plugged into the local church there and uh, and here we are a few years later here we are and you're married to your lovely wife that's Allie right. that's right we've been here at Watermark for been married Three years, been here at Watermark for three years, too. Nice. And what most people probably don't know about you, Will, (laughs) is that you have a side hobby. I do. And I would say, you don't have to say it, I would say a very successful hobby. 
you could say, yeah, semi-successful. A yeah. semi-successful hobby yeah. as a YouTuber. Yes, yeah. A bivocational YouTuber, yes. if you will. If you think it's something, <laughs> you can you can look my name up on YouTube. You'll and find him. You'll find him. And if you think it's going to be the same maybe depth as this podcast, you're mistaken. They are. They're silly. <laughs> they're silly. I, I have made a lot of just funny Funny but wholesome and and inappropriate just inappropriate videos on YouTube. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm a faithful subscriber <laughs> to YouTube channel. But we gotta yes. get to Luke too. Yes. So well, now that people know you a little bit better, I would love to hear as you studied this passage, mm-hmm. what observations did you make? What stood out? Yeah. So I have three observations. I'll try to keep them brief. Man, the first one I'll, I'll start just by reading uh, the, this first verse. It says, "In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered." And so, number one, I hope when you read this that you realize that this is not a myth. This is this is not a fairy tale. It didn't start out as once upon a time in this little village that there were these people. No, like this is true. Like, and this is history. And Luke mm-hmm. is uh, he, he wants it to be clear that these things. Things actually happened that we can trust this that this is a historical fact and then now now that we've determined that now that we can move forward so that's number one that this Love isn't it. once upon a time this is this is true these people are real and this happened and then number two is that I think that the birth of Jesus as we read here as I was reading this and it's not random and mm-hmm. it's not random what happened and here's a few reasons why I say that the birth of Jesus is not random number one is that uh I, th- I thought of when you think of Bethlehem, you think of King David. Uh, if sure. you've read your Old Testament, David was born in Bethlehem. And then when you think of David, you think about the lineage of of David, where the Savior, mm-hmm. we were told that the Savior was going to come from David's lineage. And so already we have these ties of just Bethlehem, like Jesus was born in Bethlehem, where David, his great, 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 great grandfather was born, you know, and so right. amazing ties. The second thing, Bethlehem, what it literally means is the house of bread. Hmm. And Jesus, he calls himself the bread of life. So how fitting is it that the bread of life was born in the house of bread? And then most importantly, the reason I say that the birth of Jesus was not random is because Micah 5, 2. If you go back and read Micah 5, uh, there is a prophecy there that says the Savior, uh, he he will be born uh, in Bethlehem. And what I thought was really cool, Emma, was how how God orchestrated this. You, w- you would have thought that it would be easier for God to find a, a woman who was already living in Bethlehem and just say like, sure. she'll, she'll be the one. She'll be the one. But no, he picked a lowly woman from the lowly of town of Nazareth and he caused a decree from the most powerful man on earth, uh, which, which orchestrated a series of events, which made it so that Joseph and Mary would have to go to Bethlehem. Right. And so it is just so cool that the birth of Jesus is not random, that we see once again that God shows us he is sovereign over every detail. Mm -hmm. And he maybe is not always efficient, but he's always provident um, in the way that, that he he orchestrates things on this earth. Um, and so, yeah, number one, again, was that it's not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. This is real. Number two, the birth mm-hmm. of Jesus was not random. And then lastly, I think, Emma, what really struck me was it was very simple, um, the birth of Jesus. is, And contrasted to, like, the news stories we read today, I think with, like, the 24-hour news cycle, sure. it's like, man, how can we— how can we blow this up and like give everybody make it such a big deal and get everybody's like, attention? Can you believe like like watch what happened? You know, and then here we have seven verses, which really only two of them are about the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. like our Savior. And so here it is, the most important event that has ever happened in the history of our world, the most important event that may ever happen, maybe second to the resurrection, mm-hmm. is is 
just has a verse or two devoted to it. Like, it's just crazy. And, and I was like, why, like, why, why don't we have like a little more, a little more pomp and circumstance here, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and look, I think I thought of Philippians 2, 6 and 8, which just says, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality of God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being, uh, Becoming obedient to the point of mm. death, even death on a cross. Or second to Second Corinthians two, eight and nine that says, Though he was rich for your sake, he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. And so as I was reading this, and even just the language of like a manger. I grew up in like a farming town, like right. Weatherford. Weatherford, Texas, yeah. And and more specifically Peaster, but no one has ever heard of this. But if you look up Peaster, there's there's no one there but farmers. And <laughs> and, and you, your and, family. And my family. And I've I've seen mangers, not little mangers, but I've seen troughs and mm -hmm. you don't want to even touch anyone that's been in a trough, you know? Like no one would even be in a trough. And so it is it it is it is surprisingly simple. And but I think that is the beauty of it. Of it here here is our God who is becoming real. He's becoming man. And I would not have picked him as my savior. Mm -hmm. You would not have picked him as your savior. We would have wanted heaven to open up and for an escalator to come down and this man who is like a, a warrior to come down mm -hmm. and come rule the earth. But no, instead we got a, a baby who was just wrapped in clothes and laid in a manger, which is probably one of the worst places for a baby to lie. But here it is, our savior and our hope and our salvation. So those were my observations. I, I don't it. know if you it's, have anything to add to it's that. It's not a myth. It's not random. It was very simple. That's that. It's good. Well, I don't, I don't have anything to add. I think you summed it up well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks Merry for, Christmas. Thanks for being here. Merry Christmas. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.